Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When you're looking through some old photo albums or today through your Instagram feed, and you come across some pictures that are out of place, out of order, you know they didn't happen in that sequence, but for some reason, there they are. They stick out. You notice. And maybe you look at them a little closer and a little differently. Because being out of order, they caught your eye. The Holy Gospel we heard today is kind of that. We usually hear this story on the Sunday after Christmas, where it fits in the sequence of Jesus' life. It makes more sense there. To hear it today, well, we celebrated Jesus' birth, we remembered the coming of the wise men, moved on to Jesus' baptism, and then we heard John call him the Lamb of God. And Christmas seems so long ago. It seems kind of odd to go back now to this day when Jesus is only 40 days old. By the calendar, this is accurate. Today is the 40th day after Christmas, after we celebrated Jesus' birth. But liturgically, we have moved on. So it's kind of out of place, kind of out of order. But perhaps this sticking out is good for us today. That instead of hearing this story as part of the Christmas story, We hear it as part of Jesus' epiphany story, where really I think it fits better. For it tells us of Jesus' epiphany to Simeon and Anna, his revealing. Simeon had been told that he wouldn't die before he saw his Savior. And on this day, his Savior is revealed, uncovered. Now, Simeon had seen this same thing lots of times before. So in a sense, this day was nothing special. A mother with her baby coming to the temple, coming for the rites of purification after childbirth. He had seen, too, the presentation of the firstborn many times. This was all simply part of the daily life of the temple. But on this day, perhaps, Simeon was taking a little more notice. After all, there were rumors going around that something odd had happened. Some shepherds from the suburbs, from Bethlehem, were blubbering about seeing angels who told them about a special birth. The birth of, wait for it, the Christ. The promised Messiah. The one Simeon had been promised he would see. Before he died. Maybe it was the beginning of the end. For Simeon. Maybe if this story was true. The parents would bring the Christ here. Maybe. And maybe he told Anna too. So doing some quick calculations in his head. Simeon knew when the story the shepherds were telling had begun to be spread. Though he didn't know the exact day of the birth. So add 40, carry the one. Um, If it was coming, (laughs) it would be soon. 
So maybe when Mary and Joseph walked into the temple that day, it wasn't a complete surprise to Simeon. But it was complete joy. When the Spirit told him this child was the one, the Christ, the promised one, the son of David, the son of Abraham, the one who was to fulfill all the promises of God. So Simeon was now ready to die in peace. God had kept his word. And we don't know how much longer Simeon lived after this day. We don't hear anything more about him. Was he an old man who lived only a a short time longer, mere days or weeks? Or was he a young man who lived quite some time after this, even seeing this same Christ crucified? We're not told. The picture on the cover of the bulletin shows him as an old man, which it is often assumed that he was, maybe because Anna was old. But maybe he wasn't, which would make it all the more remarkable that he was ready to die. Old people who lived a long time and have lots of aches and pains and troubles, yeah, maybe we expect it from them. But younger people who still have a lot of life ahead? But Simeon's ready. Whether he's young or old, lives only a few days or many years, he's ready. His Christ has made him ready. What about you? Well, you too are ready, of course. Your Christ has made you ready as well. You are baptized. You have the forgiveness of your sins. Your Christ has won for you on the cross. He gave you his spirit. You have his word and his promises. You are at peace with God. You are ready. For like Simeon, you have been epiphanied. You know the Christ and have received him. Not taking him up in your arms, but having that very same body and blood put into your mouth. Here at this altar. In this temple. Which is why we sing Simeon's words right after receiving the Christ here. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. And look out. Young and old, all people together, whether you've got a long time to live or not too much longer to live, we all sing together. Because like Simeon, you're ready. Your Christ has made you ready. And then Mary and Joseph leave. The whole thing lasts only a few moments. The offering's completed. They go back home to Nazareth. Jesus grows up, becomes strong and filled with wisdom, but he'll be back. Teaching in that same temple. Cleansing that same temple Fulfilling that same temple. But what then of Simeon? As I said, we don't hear any more about him in the scriptures, but what do you think? What do you think he did after Mary and Joseph left that day? 
Do you think he went out of the temple thinking, yes, finally, I've seen the Christ. Now I can do whatever I want. I can do all those things that I've been wanting to do, catch up on all the fun that I've missed out on, stuck in the temple, even if it's sinful. Because the Christ is here. (laughs) That's absurd, right? But it's what some Christians think. I'm forgiven, so... I know this is wrong, but it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission, so is that ever you? Or after that day, do you think Simeon started seeing things in a new way? That his eyes had been opened to more than just seeing Jesus. Perhaps those same eyes that saw Jesus did now begin to see in a new way, to see himself and others in a new way. Jesus didn't have to epiphany him, but he did. So now there was so much more to see, and seeing so much more to do. Not for himself, though. What was going to top this? What more could he do for himself than God had already done for him and was now doing for him in this Christ Jesus? No. Gift given, gift received. Now Simeon could live the rest of his life in a new way, however long he had. A gift way for others. And that's you as well. For Jesus has epiphanied you and given you, Simeon, eyes that by his spirit you see in a new way yourself and others. There is so much more to see than the merely physical. So much more to do. Gifts given, gifts received. And now a new way, a new life, a gift way, a gift life for others. With a Jesus heart. For that's the other thing Jesus gives to you. His heart. A heart to live and love as he did. Because you now are as he is. A son of God. Everything he is. You now are. He poured it out all on you in baptism. He has given you everything. He didn't hold anything back. His kingdom is your kingdom. His life is your life. His father is your father. His spirit is your spirit. His forgiveness is yours. His victory over death is yours. He's withheld nothing from you. For what did the Son of God do with all that he is and has? He saw your need. And he came to do something about it. He didn't have to. He didn't have to epiphany Simeon. He didn't have to epiphany you. He didn't have to come and live in this world of sin and death for you, as foul and stinking as it is, but he did. He didn't have to fulfill the law and all its obligations, be circumcised, be presented in the temple, live a perfect life. He's the one that created the law and spoke it and gave it to you, but he did. 
Because you needed him to. No one else could. And there was no other way to raise you to life than to die your death with your sin because he didn't have any of his own and raise you with himself. So he did. Birth, cross, tomb, life. He who had everything did everything for you. So now you, you who have Simeon eyes and see in a new way and a Jesus heart to love in a new way, you have been given everything by Christ, your Christ. When you walk out these doors then, how are you going to see? What are you going to think? What are you going to do? I get asked a lot, well, what do we have to do as Christians? Do we have to keep the commandments? Do I have to tithe? Do I have to do good works? And how much? That's another way Christians think sometimes. That if it's not about getting to do whatever I want, then it's doing what I have to do. But it's not either of those things. And hearing this story a little out of order can help us understand that. That when you walk out that door, it's not about freedom to sin as much as I want. And it's not about being burdened to do what I don't want. It's about joy. The joy of Simeon. The joy of being sons of God. Epiphany. Joy. That having Jesus, we see things in a new way. We think in new ways. Son of God ways. The Son of God who didn't have to do anything. Who already had everything. But he saw you in your need. So he came to give. And it was a joy for him. The book of Hebrews tells us, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Joy. What he did gave him joy. Because what he did gave him you. That's a lot different than do I have to. If you have to, there's no joy. It's only force, obligation, resentment, anger, bitterness. Do I have to is life under the law. But that temple, that day in the temple, wasn't really about the law. Yeah, Jesus was there crossing every T and dotting every I and fulfilling the law for you. But you see, that's what makes it the gospel. What Jesus is doing for us to set us free from the law. So we can leave this place, this day, after having Jesus come to us, having everything we need, the forgiveness of our sins, the promise of everlasting life, with the joy of both Simeon and Jesus. The joy of receiving and giving. Not going back to my old way of life as if nothing happened here. But also not being burdened with the have-to-do's but rather living in joy, living as a son of God, knowing that if I die this day, I'm ready. And if I don't, I have all that I need. And I can give it to others 
being the son of God I am, that Christ has made me. Until that day when I do die in peace, and Jesus presents me to his Father in joy, his joy, and your joy. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart. This place and this world in peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.